Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Midi the Podcast, a modern day podcast designed to answer all of your weird and wonderful pregnancy and postpartum questions. I'm your host, Monique Maitland, qualified midwife and nurse founder of the Midi Society and someone who is about to become your personal in-pocket midwife and virtual best friend. The Midi Society is a community-based platform where we interview leading healthcare professionals, new mummers and everyday people who share with us their experiences and reveal what they wish they knew before becoming a parent. So buckle up for this crazy and exciting ride. I'll be talking all things tits, bits, spew and poo. All right, let's get started. In today's episode, I speak with super mum, Tess Pentelo, who is currently 34 weeks pregnant with naturally conceived triplets. Tess shares with us her incredible pregnancy journey thus far, including the discovery of having triplets at her 20-week ultrasound, her birth plan, and how she is best preparing to welcome three premature babies into her family of already two small boys. Please welcome the incredible Tess. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Midi the Podcast. Today is a very exciting episode because I am with the superwoman Tess Pentelo, and I'm not going to give it away why she's a superwoman because that's up to her, but Tess, can you please introduce yourself to everyone listening at home? Sure. I'm Tess. I'm 27 years old. Um, I'm married and I have two sons. And we are pregnant with triplets. So I'm 34 weeks and I think three or four days now with naturally conceived triplets. So So we've got two more boys and a girl coming. Oh, my goodness. And how old are the other kitties um, that are out in the world already? Um, We've got Jeremy. He's six and a half. And Julian, who is two and a half. So what, five under six? Yeah. That'll be it. (laughs) That's we weren't even expecting number three and then three, four and five came along. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It is so incredible because obviously naturally conceived triplets is um, very rare and especially getting to 34 weeks, closer to 35 weeks, um, you have done such an amazing job and it's so exciting to interview you and um, I guess do part one of this recording when babies are all inside still and we'll be back with part two once you've settled in and adapted to triplet life. That sounds good. That sounds good. So can you talk us through your previous pregnancy journeys? Sure. So I fell pregnant with Jeremy when I was 20. I had just turned 20. And that was a real big surprise. Um, I became, I was very, very sick for the first 22 weeks. Um, But otherwise it was, after that, it was a good pregnancy. I had him, uh, I don't know, I guess what you'd say was a textbook birth in hospital, the Geelong Hospital. Um, But I was left feeling traumatised by my experience. Um, I think it's just because, maybe lack of knowledge. I don't know. I just feel like I didn't know what to prepare for. Just, um, I mean, I didn't do any birthing classes or anything like that, but you know, my body did what it needed needed to do. He was a healthy baby. He was almost nine pounds. Um, and yeah, like I loved motherhood as soon as I was a mother, I I loved it, you know, 
And then um, four years later, I fell pregnant with Julian. We were living quite rural at the time and I had, there was one obstetrician in that town um, and I had quite a lot of friends and just, you know, people, women that I talked to at the mother's groups and play groups and, you know, and their experience with him was terrible. So I decided I wasn't going to go and see him and I searched for a private midwife and I couldn't find one that I was happy with in that area because it was pretty remote. So yeah. I, um, I decided, I think I was probably 20 weeks or so, I decided I was just going to birth him at home. I thought I'm not going to go into hospital, I'm just going to have him at home. So that's what we did. Um, we didn't have any scans or anything. My husband helped me birth him and it was just really peaceful and healing from my first birth. So yeah. he came out this nine-pound screaming pink baby and we cuddled up in bed and it was just wonderful. It was really – it changed my whole view of what birth was, I think. Um, yeah. Even though I found it a lot more – it was a lot harder, his birth, I think, than Ju- than Jeremy's. I liked that I could move around and do what I want, whereas – I was sick of all the straps on me and the clips on Jeremy's head when in, in my first yeah. birth. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was my first my first two births. Completely different experiences. Yeah, absolutely, which I'm excited to now experience what a C-section is going to be like because I've kind of yeah. experienced it all then really. <laughs> yeah, and I was going to say in this pregnancy and birth is going to be I guess another very individualized pregnancy and birth journey for you. Yeah, actually, and that's it as well. My pregnancy with Julian was so far different from Jeremy. I was not sick at all, like nothing. Um, It was just, I felt great. I was like exercising every day, just no morning sickness, no reflux, nothing. Um, Yeah. I don't know whether it's because maybe we had like prepared for Julian. I had really... My, I, I felt really healthy and good in myself. I, yeah, yeah, but it was a really, really good pregnancy. Well, it's so nice to hear that it was healing for you, and I guess maybe it has something to do with the education around it as well. Yeah, definitely. That you had some knowledge prior to going into it, and you know, were able to probably advocate for yourself, which I'm a strong believer in. Yes, um, which I wasn't prepared for that at all in my first one. Yeah, and I mean, at 20 years old, I feel like most people in that situation would be the same. Yeah, and especially when it's your last, it was my last thought to be pregnant. It was just my very last thought, you know. We were just yeah. basically teenagers and then the next minute I was pregnant, you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then fast forward to now, can you talk us through your current pregnancy journey with your triplets on board? Sure. So we were... We were travelling Queensland. Um, we were up in the hinterlands behind Noosa and I'd had a few dreams about this little baby girl and my husband had the same. And I said, I swear there's this little baby girl that's going to come and be with us soon. And we were not trying whatsoever. We were like, no, like we're, we're travelling. Like yeah, n- not anytime soon, you know. And then um, and he'd had the same thing. He'd had this dream about this girl. And then I started feeling sick at night time. Like when I'd go to bed, I was like, I don't feel very well. Like that's weird. I'm not one to feel nauseous unless I'm pregnant. And then I, we went to the beach one day 
And it was just like, it was just absolutely like paramount. To, even my little boys were picking up on this, that I was pregnant. And I mm. said, Alex, when we go home, let's go by the supermarket and I'll buy a pregnancy test. Let's just go see. So I went, I peed on the stick and it came back positive instantly, which that should have actually been an indicator to me that my, you know, my levels were really high in that, but it wasn't. And we were just, yeah. we were over the moon. It was like, great. You know, it changes our plans up, but so be it. I think I was about six weeks then. And then I started getting nauseous every day and I was nauseous every day until 12 weeks and I thought it would start tapering off. I wasn't throwing up, but I was nauseous. And then I hit 12 weeks and I was so sick from like 12 to 15 weeks. I was just so sick and I had no energy and I was like, what is going on? I was still breastfeeding Julian at the time. He was nearly two. And then at 15 weeks, my milk just dried up and I just thought that's really weird. Like, Mm. I should be able to nourish a baby and grow a baby. Like I just didn't know why I couldn't do that. And I just went, oh, well, it is what it is. And then at about 18 weeks, suddenly my tummy just popped. Like it just got huge, like overnight, basically overnight. And um, I think it was about 12 or a bit before 12 weeks, I decided I'm going to go and hire a private midwife because I just want to see what's going on something doesn't feel normal. I knew nothing was yeah. wrong, but it just wasn't normal. Felt different. Yeah, it was just different. I just thought, I just knew that my body was working really, really hard and I just couldn't figure out why it needed to. And I was going, gosh, I'm not a very good pregnant woman. Like <laughs> compared to my last pregnancy, I was like, I'm really, really bad. <laughs> I can't do but this how again. how amazing that your body was like picking up on these signs and I guess telling you that something else might be happening. Yeah, and I guess that's where you just need to be intuitive and listen to what your body's saying. Um, yeah. And I just didn't think multiple multiples because we don't have it in our families. We come from big families that don't have multiples. So it was just like, what are the chances for us, you know? And like now <laughs> yeah. I've learned it's like we're like one in 10,000 or something. <laughs> but, you oh, know, you goodness. just think what what's the chances? Yeah. So um, my midwife put on a the Doppler. She picked up one heartbeat and she actually didn't think she'd pick one up. I think this is about 12 weeks. She yeah. didn't think she'd pick one up. And she said, oh, it's a really strong heartbeat. And I said, that's great. So I just went, oh, yeah, there's one baby. I felt like it was a baby girl. Um, and then I said, can you please book me a 20-week ultrasound? I just want to see what's going on in there. I just felt like that was the right thing to do for this pregnancy. Whereas my last mm-hmm. one, I was very felt like it was the right thing just to not do that. That's what I intuitively felt for that child, you know. Um, So we went along to our 20-week ultrasound and this is a good story. (laughs) We, um, (laughs) Thankfully, my husband had been rained off work. So we travelled the hour to the ultrasound um, with our two-year-old and the six-year-old was at school and he was so excited because I said, look, let's find out this time if it's a boy or a girl. Like yeah. we previously hadn't. Um, so we went there and it was a um, student technician. So I sit up on the bed and she goes, oh, I'll have a look before the actual, I think they're called sonographers, aren't they? Sonographers? Yes. Yeah. 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 Before she actually came in. And so she puts it on my tummy and this beautiful, perfect baby comes up. And we're looking at this baby and I was just like, oh, like surely that's a girl. Like look at her, she's perfect, you know. Mm -hmm. But it was also this feeling of like 
it was right down the bottom and my tummy was so round that I was like what's in the rest of my tummy like yeah if she's down there what's in the rest of it and my husband must have picked up on that too because he goes is there just one because there's just one in there and um and she goes yeah yeah there's just one and as she said that she moves the machine and she goes oh there's another head it's twins you're having twins there's two and so Alex and I looked at each other just like what and then the actual technician came in the actual technician came in and she goes look she's just a student let me have a look yeah, so she make sure everything yeah right. she's like let yeah. me check you know she she doesn't know what she's talking about yeah. she actually went on to like yell at this woman once we left which was I kind of felt bad for her but um <laughs> she, so she sits down and she goes okay there's definitely two I'm gonna check for three she pulls it up and she goes, okay, there's definitely three. I'm going to check for four. So she's going, okay, there's one here, one here, one here. But what's over here? And it was one of the baby's bums sticking up. Yeah. And it took like what seemed like an eternity for her to figure out that there was three and not four. And that was just like, you know, like I, oh. and so at this point I'm looking at Alex. I didn't know whether I was going to throw up or... <laughs> I didn't know. Like I was so close to being like, you've got to let me off this table. Yeah. And then I look at Alex and he's, the blood's just drained from his face. <laughs> and his pupils are just like as big as his eyes. Like I've never seen something like it. So, um, yeah, so then like, and then I started having heart palpitations. Like I was having serious heart palpitations because it was like, it's one thing to find out you're having twins. Like that kind of changes all your plans anyway. But then triplets, <laughs> it's just like, what? You know? Oh, it's so funny to think they're like, yeah, there's definitely one. And then, oh, wait, no, there's two. Someone else comes yeah. in. Oh, let me just check for three. Okay, there's three. When she said, let me check for four, you would have been like, oh, God, no, don't. It was just like, no. I, fe- I felt like I could handle three. But then the thought of four and why she's looking for it, it just felt like so long that she was checking that it was three and not four. And it was like, I was just in disbelief. I didn't know what to do. Then it occurred to me, I was like, are they okay? Like, I didn't know they were in here. They've been in here for 20 weeks. I've been like breastfeeding my other son. Like I have not been eating for five of us, you know, like like, I I eat a pretty healthy diet and I'm... But to nourish five people, like that's a lot, you know. Yeah. And I was yeah. just like, are they okay? Like, is one of them little or sick? Or, and so she went through the whole ultrasound, measured them all, checked them all out, and they were all measuring ahead of a regular singular baby. So from four days to seven days ahead, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Which just astounded me. Like, yeah, because you know, you're at higher risk of preterm um, labor. And other complications that come with triplets because your body is having to supply three different babies inside of you. You know, yep. twins comes with its own complications depending on what type of twins. And yep. similar thing to a triplet pregnancy, it comes with even more complications and risks. Yeah, that you, that's it. I just can't even imagine what your brain and Alex's brain would have been going through as well as the sonographer there. Yeah. And it was just that sheer emotion of shock. Like I've never truly experienced shock and I can't you can't even explain it to someone if they haven't experienced it but it was shock the next four days were really really hard um and then you just 
we we chose to see it as the miracle that it is because it's just a miracle it's just a blessing you know so that's where (laughs) but those first four days were really really hard yeah and what were you sort of going through in those first four days did they put you into see an obstetrician straight away or what sort of Um, happened in those days so the ultrasound took so long and I was so over it I just needed to leave I just I just said I need to go and process this um so I said look I'll come back tomorrow um so we left we went and picked up our son from school And when we told him, he just like lit up and his reaction really made our reaction like us go, yeah, like that's really awesome, isn't it? You know, there's not one baby, there's three. Um, He just looked like sunshine. Like he just, he was so happy. And then um, they'd written down the genders of the babies in an envelope for us. So we hadn't opened that yet. Um, And then the next four days was just... It was just getting our heads around it. Like we weren't in a rental or anything. We were still traveling. Um, So it was just like we were staying with our friends at the time. It was just figuring out what do we do. You know, if it was one baby, we could have just had the baby and kept traveling, you know, but it was was like everything's changed. It was just trying to come around to what the plans were. and But it gave me a lot of... um, knowing because I was so I just didn't know what was going on I knew something wasn't quite normal and it just gave me the answers that I needed yeah exactly yeah but I mean preparing for triplets is so different like you said to a singleton pregnancy or uh, twin because it is high risk so you're probably like what happens if these babies you know they're well right now but potentially what if they're not like am I going to have to be monitored all the time how many appointments am I going to have to be going to um if I'm not around family and friends how are we going to actually manage this like as a family yeah it was a lot to think about yep yeah take into consideration financial things um you working your partner or family anyone uh being there for you it would have just been insane as well as how would your body cope with having these triplets? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was all that to think about. It was, oh, I don't, I don't even know where to start because it was a lot. And I'm still oh, trying to navigate it, you know, because it's like it's still so new for me. Yes. Like it's, it was so funny. I was just putting away the washing yesterday and I'm looking at these three little beanies. I'm like, there's going to be three heads in there, like not one head, three. Like, yeah. You know, it's still such a, still just blows my mind. And I think it always will. Um, But it was hard for me to go, okay, I'm not going to just be able to go through my private midwife now. It's not going to be a home birth like I would have planned. So it was navigating that, which so far I've had a wonderful experience, a really, really wonderful experience. So I'd started at the Gold Coast Hospital and now I'm down down in Melbourne. Um, Yeah, and then, you know, also your birth. Like I'd never even considered having a c-section I never thought it'd be something I would do and now that's that's where I'm I'm going you know which kind of it scares me like it's major surgery but I'm like well women women do it all the time like I'll be right you know just things like that yeah um and that's what we're sort of going to get into next um about deciding how these beautiful triplets are going to be brought into the world Mm -hmm. because I know at one point 
I mean, if you could have a vaginal birth, you were trying to find an obstetrician that would maybe help facilitate that. And having already two natural vaginal births, it would have been really different to come to terms with having a cesarean and I guess not having as much as a choice, would you say, surrounding your like pregnancy and birth Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's not having that choice. And it's also having that pressure of, it's not just me and one baby. It's I have all these, the safety of all these children on my shoulders, you know, so it's making the right decision for all of us. And it's just, yeah, just a lot more pressure. Um, yeah. And one of the biggest things for me was finding an obstetrician that's actually had experience there. Like, you know, there's twin natural births often but not triplets, not in Australia. Um, So that's been a really hard thing and it wasn't a risk I was willing to take um, in terms of, you know, having an obstetrician that had delivered twins going, oh, yeah, like, yeah, like I'll attempt triplets. It's like, no, I don't just want you to attempt it, you know, because and then also the trauma associated with it. So for me, I don't want but both our boys right now they sit up the top of my tummy and they're both breech so yeah whilst our little girl would probably come out head first then both the boys coming down breech and having to have them extracted as in you know elbows into me like you know elbow deep into me I'm just like I'm just not yeah. willing to do that that's too yeah. traumatic for me especially taking into consideration that the babies would be premature as well. They're littler, you know, just things like that. Um, yeah, how would they cope with the labour itself? Yeah. And I've been present for twin births multiple times now and, yeah. you know, most of the time that first baby comes down really well and is born vaginally without any assistance. But then because of, I mean, how the other two babies would come, if they were breech or if they were even in a sort of different position, there's so many complications that come with that and you're still That's monitoring it. these, like all three of those babies have to get monitored the entire exactly. time. Exactly, yeah. And it's also this like um, I'd, I don't feel like I'd have the energy right now to birth one baby, let alone three. Like it's just like it's it's just huge, you know, it's just so huge. Um, yeah. So that's where – and I found this wonderful obstetrician. He's just wonderful. And he said, look, if that's what you truly, truly want, if you do want a naturally birth, I'll support you with it, but I haven't done it. Whereas he's, you know, yeah. delivered quintuplets by C-section. So it was like, you know, I think that's the safest bet for us. I think yeah. it's the safest thing for us to do. And I think it's reasonable. I mean, it may not have been the – desired outcome that you wanted given no. that you've had two amazing vaginal births previously um, yeah. but like you said you've got three babies in there and yourself that you have to look after that's it you've, you've made like the safest choice which is amazing and we're so lucky that we have a great medical system that can absolutely that. and so many people have such beautiful c-sections you know like I I went to my sister's one and it was it was, it was a beautiful birth, you know. It's it's not just natural births that can be like that, you know. So, And I'm yeah. just excited to have said that I have experienced, you know, a hospital natural birth, a home birth and 
a C-section of triplets. Like that's, yeah, I'm just excited. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. And I guess, can you talk us through how this pregnancy has unfolded? So we've gotten to the 20-week ultrasound and then once you finally met with more doctors, because I assume that you would have to to have Mm -hmm. more plans in place, how frequently are you going to these appointments or having ultrasounds of these babies? So um, every four weeks has been an appointment and an ultrasound. They so at my 20-week ultrasound that I went in for, they then referred me to the hospital. So I went along and had another ultrasound um, with the maternal fetal medicine. And that was to decide what type of triplets they were. And because I was so far along already, they actually couldn't tell whether the placenta, all the placentas look like they're one, but obviously they can't be because we've got a little girl yeah. in there. So... Um, They've deemed it as TCTA triplets, meaning that they've, they're all in their own sacs with their own placentas, although they still don't know whether the boys will be identical or not because it looks like they've yeah. got a twin peak, like of their cord going into the placenta, but yeah. all the placentas just look like there's just this one massive placenta it looks like. But um, wow, so interesting when yeah, it's birth and what it's going to be. Well, you I'm excited. Yeah. I know. I'm excited that we get that surprise because we don't, you know, we know that they're two boys and a girl. Um, yeah. And then, and they said, look, based on the size of the babies, they're all tracking so well, had really good oxygen flow, blood flow. I was in good health at this point. Like I wasn't sick anymore. I was able to eat all the food that I wanted to eat. Um, and they said, based on their health and your health, we're going to put them as low risk triplets as possible. So, which I was wrapped with because instead of going along every two weeks, I could go along every four weeks. Yeah. And that is just honestly incredible. Given that I work at a, you know, tertiary hospital in Melbourne and I see some of the highest risk pregnancies because the hospital yeah. that I work in specializes in more preterm um, babies. And yeah. so I've, been lucky enough to work in the nursery and seen I've never looked after the triplets but seen triplets come up at you know 23 weeks 24 weeks um and just to hear that you are 34 weeks low risk triplet pregnancy and doing so well and these babies are absolutely thriving like yeah it is so amazing honestly Tess I can't even explain it thank you but it's you know things like that wrapping your head around oh my gosh, I may, I may have these premature little babies like that. It's, yeah. it's really scary at the time, which I knew that my, I knew that I could get far along and then, but then hearing doctors say, yeah, say things like, I, I believe you'll make 34 weeks at least. I believe you make 35 and I'm willing to let you go to 36. It's like, it's just so, so comforting, you know? Yeah, it's so, it's honestly such a miracle and such a gift, but it is crazy to think that at one point you might've been like, if these babies start to like stop growing and I'm going to be monitored every, you know, week or two weeks and I have to be in hospital for the remainder of my pregnancy. Yeah. Like that would have been a lot to process too. Absolutely. And that's where kind of at that point now where I've made 34 weeks, life's getting, it's pretty hard now um just doing basic things you know I've I've, like when my body tells me I've got to sit down I've just got to sit down you know things like that um 
I'm not getting a whole lot of sleep and but so now I guess it'll be touch and go in terms of when I need to go into hospital or when I need to go in and have some rest and yeah so yeah we just got to play it by ear day by day and just um we're hoping that the babies won't need any time you know any oxygen or extra help in that but it may just be how it is and that's okay too you know I know that we're in the best hands yeah you certainly will be um but I was gonna ask like how are you feeling whether that's physically or mentally how I guess are you feeling right now at 34 weeks physically I feel like the last week I've really slowed down um yeah I'm just like like I went to a big shopping center on the weekend and I was like I'm not doing that again (laughs) like that's it I'm done doing that um yeah and then um I feel like people listening are gonna be like how is this woman doing that with triplets <laughs> it's funny when and I've had one baby and I couldn't do that and here you are going to a shopping center at 34 weeks with triplets it's insane oh you know what though like people are like oh I struggled so much in my singleton pregnancy I'm just I'm weak and I'm like no every pregnancy is so hard it is so yeah. hard yeah. um I just and you just do what you've got to do, you know, you just you just do what you've got to do. So and it's definitely been like I've had to really check in with myself and take care of myself more because I have so many people relying on me. Um, mm. You know, it's making sure that I'm eating really good food, getting in enough water, getting in re- like when I need to rest, I'm just like I've got to drop everything and I've got to go rest because that's what my yeah. body's telling me, you know. Yeah. Um. And it's, How do you feel emotionally? I guess now you're at the stage where you are mentally preparing because it could be, like you said, day by day really now. Yeah. Um, like you were saying to me before that you might start feeling your body preparing for labour. You had some back pain the other night and you're just yeah. getting that sense that maybe things might happen. Um, how, are you, how do you mentally prepare for this? Because it's a lot to go from, you know, a family of four right now to what are you going to be a family of family of seven <laughs> family of seven mm. how do you mentally prepare for that as well as how is Alex preparing for that I think I think initially we kind of had this thought of why us like why has this happened to us and then it was going changing that to well why not us you know why yeah why not us? You know, we like, we love being parents. We love our family. So like, why not just have a big family? Um, so mentally it's been, I feel like we've both gone up and down with it. Um, it's been hard when like we were just traveling on the road. So making that relocation back, looking for a house, all that kind of stuff's been really hard on top of just processing that you're having triplets anyway. Now I'm at the point where mentally I'm just preparing for birth. You know, you get to yeah. the point in the end of in the end of your pregnancy where everything outside kind of disappears and you go really inside because you just you, you you've just got to prepare to get through that next bit. Um, and yeah. you and I guess that's baby brain. Like that's where baby brain comes. You just yeah everything outside doesn't matter anymore and you just got to start 
you just really internalize everything. So I'm at that yeah. point now. Yeah. And what sort of things do you have to get organized? I mean, you're not packing for one baby, you're packing for No. Three. And I've really struggled that with that. Like my hospital bag, I'm like, how many hospital bags do I take? You know, like, is it one for yeah. each baby? And so I'm at the point where I've just got this huge suitcase and I've just put in everything. everything. But then it's also stuff like, you know, I was able to breastfeed both both my boys for two years and it's like I may not be able to do that, you know, like and, yeah. and it's just coming to that, you know, just accepting that. Um, yeah. And so getting prepared, like I have no idea how to formula feed, no idea, but I'm yeah. just going to have to navigate that if that's what we're going to have to do. So yeah. um, it's things like that that I've had to prepare for, which I haven't previously prepared for. And I guess expenses-wise, you're buying for three again. Yeah. So like three car seats. Yeah. How like how do you even prepare postnatally for all of that right now? Like it's a big expense all at once. Yeah, well that's it. And like that like we've just had amazing support from our families. Like just just incredible yeah. support. But to be honest, we don't even have car seats yet. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty good at leaving stuff to the last minute so whilst I've got like all my hospital bags packed and that now um I'm just like oh I've got to get car seats whilst I'm in hospital then Alex can go and do that with his mum or whatever that's Alex's job yeah it's just like I'm just like and I said that I'm like I'm not doing anything else anymore I'm just gonna focus on the babies and myself because I've got to just mentally prepare getting through birth now and um recovery yeah yeah and that's just where my mind is now yeah it is going to be very different preparing I mean recovering from a vaginal birth versus recovering from a cesarean yeah and caring for three little newborns and you know that they could come preterm there I mean full term is 37 weeks so you're doing absolutely amazing but there is the potential that they might have to be in the nursery for a period of time hopefully that's it Hopefully not because they're doing so well, but I mean, to get to full term is amazing and to get where you are now is incredible. Yeah. Um, But I know you touched on it, but in terms of feeding, how are you feeling about trying to breastfeed? Like, would you want to try and tandem feed and obviously then feed the other one after that or you're open to anything? I feel like I'm open to anything. Um. Um, like they will definitely be mainly breastfed, but it's whether I, I'm hopeless at expressing, whether I give that a try again to try and, you know, put some in a bottle and then Alex can feed the other one whilst I tandem feed. I'm just not sure how it's going to look and I'm just going to, yeah. you know, trial and error. That's what it's going to come yeah. down to. And, and then yeah. it's also, you know, if they do need help feeding initially, you know, they, they may, may need to be tube fed initially, you know, you just don't know. So it's just, I've just got to, I've had to just let it go and just go, what will be, will be. Um, yeah. So whilst I've, you know, I've got myself a little um, expressing machine and then I've also bought a tin of formula. So I'm like, whatever's going to work for these babies is what's going to work, you know. Um, I don't yeah. know. I actually don't know how I'm going to go tandem feeding, to be honest, because. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just I don't know how I'm gonna go. I'm gonna feel like. Yeah. Anyway, I'll see how I go. Even if I 
it'll just be what works. I don't know. It's like I've had yeah. one baby, you know, single single babies. It's just going to be a whole new ball game. Yeah, and just definitely take that pressure off yourself. Yeah. Um, to do those things if they're not going your way. You've got yeah. alternatives. And um, support-wise at home, what have you prepared? Like if you've got your family, I know you've mentioned them, very supportive. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got – I think the biggest thing's going to be the older boys, you know, making sure they're yeah. getting enough attention and love and and that's where we'll have our – family there to help you know we, we both come from big families and beautiful families so we'll get plenty of help there yeah yeah it's absolutely incredible um what do you think has been the toughest thing for you so far mm. I've just thrown a spanner at you I didn't put these in the show notes <laughs> <laughs> um oh gosh I don't know probably just the uncertainty just that yeah you know we thought we'd continue traveling and then it's just like oh you're having triplets oh we need to move interstate you know just just the uncertainty I think and just coming to terms with that things what won't be the way that I'd pictured having you know a singular baby so just just those kind of things I think can't control the uncontrollables in the situation yeah sometimes you've got to flow with it those little things that you can't control yeah that's it um I was going to ask what other changes do you think have occurred to your body do you know how much extra weight you're carrying at the moment with triplets so I think all the triplets have made 2.5 kilos each now so I'm pretty sure that I'm carrying about 20 pounds in my womb now that's pretty rough. Yeah. I'll find that I've got an obstetrician appointment in two days' time. So he'll know that for a pretty good estimate there. Um, otherwise, I've found this pregnancy, I haven't put on a whole lot of extra weight myself. And I'm guessing that that's, they take so much from me. It's like, how could I possibly eat enough food to grow babies, store fat on them, and then store it on myself, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what they weigh, to see what I was actually carrying. Because right now I'm like, I've got to sit down. It feels like something's going to come out of me. (laughs) Yeah, and that's so much pressure now. It's a lot of pressure and a lot of extra toll on your body. Yeah, and I'm definitely feeling it like my hips and my pelvis now. I'm really feeling it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. (laughs) Give yourself a break. You're doing so well. (laughs) But I guess that's where. That's everything we have to ask you to on today's episode. Mm. But what we do on MIDI is Mons Fast Five at the end. And yep. I'm going to fire five five ants, five questions at you and you're going to give me an answer back. All right. Sounds good. So looking back, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself now that you are a mum? Just to follow your instinct. Um, it doesn't matter who's telling you what, you know, especially when you're a first-time parent. Yeah. Everyone thinks that they've got advice to throw at you, absolutely everyone. But when it comes down to it, if it doesn't feel right with you, with your inner wisdom, with your inner knowledge as a mother, like you're that baby's mother, you know best. Yeah. F- follow what feels right for you. A hundred percent. And I mean, you've experienced that firsthand of knowing that something was potentially a bit different to other pregnancies and here yeah. we are triplets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, something you wish you weren't so hard on yourself for? 
letting the kids watch screens, screen time. Yeah. <laughs> With my first, I was like, no, he's not watching anything. <laughs> and, then, and then like when I was so unwell with these triplets, it was like, ABC Kids, is, it's being turned on. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, you've got to. Yeah. Oh, you just got to, you know, whatever just, whatever keeps you sane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, one thing you wish you knew more about. Um, one thing I wish I knew more about. Probably the recovery after birth. I think as mothers, we spend so much time focusing on what we're going to name our babies, what the birth's going to yeah. look like. And that we actually forget what you're going to feel like after birth. And I wasn't prepared for that first time around. Whereas the second time around, I was like, that that's all I really prepared for, how I was going to yeah. feel after birth. You know, having nourishing meals ready to go in the freezer, just all that type of stuff because you're really, really sore and you don't expect it. No, yeah. And it's so important to look after yourself. Like Absolutely, you because if you're happier, then the baby's happier, you know. Yeah. Um, one thing you wish someone told you before becoming a parent? Um, I feel like just how real and intense and raw birth is because I just felt like I hadn't been told, you know, I just, my knowledge of birth was kind of what you'd see in Hollywood movies (laughs) and then going through it. It's like, no one told me I was going to like walk the line of death. Like it's just so... (laughs) Like it, as beautiful as, as it is, it is just yeah. the most intense thing you'll ever experience and something that yeah. you, it's this funny thing that you then kind of wish to do it again though. Like it's just, yeah, you know. Because of the love that you get out of it. That's it. But yeah, I just wish I'd been told more like, this is going to be the hardest thing you'll ever do. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes we hear that like from our parents maybe, but we don't actually really yeah and I don't know whether it's because it's almost too raw to even put into words you almost can't even put Mm. it into words what you're going to experience um but yeah just get ready to run a marathon really like it's yeah yeah I just wish I'd known more which look I probably should have gone to birthing classes or whatever but yeah I just wish I'd been told a bit more about it well, after these triplets, you'll be able to prepare so many. Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> um, and last but not least, what is your favourite motherhood hack? Oh, motherhood hack. I'd probably say if you've got a spare half an hour or an hour in the day, make a meal. Make dinner early. Just make a meal. Prepare something so that... Later on, when there's children fussing at you, you've got something ready to go or yeah. always have a spare pair of clothes and nappies in the car or in your handbag or, yeah, yeah, just be ready to go because <laughs> it's always <laughs> when you, time. yeah, it's always when you least expect it that you need a change of clothes or a spare nappy and wipes and it's when you've ran out the door without grabbing them that you're like, oh, damn. Yeah, 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 100%. Um, Well, that sums up the episode, Tess. So thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today. I'm so excited for you, but more importantly, excited to hear how the rest of this pregnancy unfolds. You are so close and you have done such an amazing job growing these three little cherubs. Honestly, I hope you know how amazing it is and 
yeah, just be kind to yourself. Like oh, said, yeah. Rest when you need. And I can't wait to hear how it goes when you've adjusted to mum life. Thank um, you. I'll be excited to check in again. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. So thank you so much, Tess. Thank you for listening to today's episode of MIDI. Your support means the absolute world to me. So if you loved this episode and want to stay up to date with the latest interviews and midwifery education, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For further information about this episode, please check the show notes below. If you wish to share your pregnancy and motherhood experience, you can get in touch with me by emailing hello at themidisociety.com.au and find us on Instagram at at themidisociety or at Monique underscore Maitland. I cannot wait for you to join me next week. I'll be talking all things Flapchat. In the meantime, I hope you have an amazing week and remember, you're doing the best you can. Mm-hmm.